On today's Good Word, we're talking about equally true contradictions and the most loving being also being the most sorrowful. A wise teacher once told me that we understand people the best when we know the contrasts they hold inside themselves. None of us is completely one thing or another, she said, since we all contain seemingly conflicting ideas that we manage to reconcile. Life and people are much more complicated than we might suppose them. The more we learn of ourselves and the people around us, the more forgiving and even grateful we may be because of contrasting ideas sharing the same space. Certainly, otherwise, we in the world would not be half as interesting. When the prophet Isaiah recorded his words for the people of Israel, misunderstandings quickly popped up. The nature of his prophecies was obscure. Their interpretation was easy to spin one way or another. Any single passage could have many meanings depending on who was reading it and when. That meant the full meaning of his words could easily be missed. An example of this is in Isaiah 53, which took centuries to be properly understood. Originally, some took the passage to refer to their entire nation acting as a deliverer for mankind. With their role as God's people preserving his kingdom, that wasn't incorrect, but it didn't include the full scope of what the Savior would do when he came. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Many during the Lord's time on earth didn't understand the full scope of his mission as Savior of the world. Even his disciples weren't sure exactly what was going to happen once he died. Though he had taught of his necessary and miraculous death and resurrection, instead the Savior Jesus Christ's life was marked by rejection, sorrow, and pain. Though he spoke only the truth, he was wrongly punished and cast out by those who should have embraced him. The miracle of his life, death, and resurrection is found in its contrasts. He was born into obscurity, a laborer in a nation subjected to foreign powers, rejected by even his own community, but at the same time, he was the only begotten of the Father. And the Lord of the Old Testament, the Creator and Master, he wasn't recognized, but that didn't change his identity. Why would the Lord and Creator lower himself to such depths, accepting punishment for that which he was innocent of? The simple answer is love. If he had stayed in his heaven, blessing and judging from afar, the plan of our Heavenly Father for the salvation of his children would never have been possible. But Christ's selfless nature made it possible for all of God's children to return, salvation not limited to the perfect, since that was non-existent. Because the Lord loves us, we can overcome sins, mistakes, sorrows, and pains through our Savior's hard-won atonement. That plan to return us to holier places and achieve a holier state hinges completely on the love that defined all of his actions, both in mortality and beyond it. And that's the good word.